is a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You know, just before we went to break, a caller was wondering, uh, he was in the role of devil's advocate, was wondering if the uh, if this uh, Connie Lamarck Chagog was justified in his behavior uh and why did he get arrested if all he did is verbally confront the officer? I guess that argument's out there and it can be made. That really wasn't the focus of my attention. It was the lack of respect for authority that struck me. Right off the bat. Uh, you know, if I come home and there's a police car in my driveway, uh, first of all, I'm going to wonder what in the hell happened. Uh, but it's not going to occur to me to tell him to move his bleeping car. Right, so you can park. That's not going to be the that's first That's not thing how I'm going to start the conversation. Right. Okay, let me try to link this to some other items. I think I stumbled on something today. Here's a coffee shop in the Bay Area, Euro Frisco, mm-hmm. uh, that will no longer serve police. Uh, <laughs> and, and and the reason they give, and this is this helped me come up with a new theory today, the reason they give is they won't serve police for the safety of their customers. Meaning? A coffee shop in Oakland is refusing to serve law enforcement officers for the physical and emotional safety of our customers and ourselves. Hasta Muerte Coffee, an employee-owned co-op, will not serve officers in uniform and turned away an officer a few weeks ago, as reported by NBC in the Bay Area. Oh, messing with karma there, but go ahead. The sergeant who was turned away from the shop a few weeks ago said he was surprised by employees refusing to serve him, but walked out without any incident or any coffee. So he was very calm, well, cool, cool, and collected. You're not going to serve me? You don't want my money? Right. Somebody else will take All it. All right, yeah. Coffee shop owners did not respond to requests for comment on the policy, but a post on their Instagram account showed a photo with writing in Spanish that says, talk to your neighbors, not the police. Uh, the writing below the photo describes an exchange with a uniformed police officer on Feb 16, and the post clearly states, we have a policy of asking police to leave for the physical and emotional safety of our customers and ourselves. The post includes another picture of Facebook posts in which people object to the shop's policy because they refuse to serve a sergeant in uniform who was also the president of the Latino Police Officers Association of Alameda County. Huh. On top of the post, the shop wrote the words, not my president. So they're a little all over the map here. Okay. Not ready to make the link yet. No. Yeah. I'm going to link that. And the behavior of Chagog. uh, Where's my story? To this from the failed academy. Oh, sorry. I was uh, on the phone. So we're going to go right. I don't need it. Are you sure I got it if you need it? No, I don't have time. I don't have time. Hosts must go through safe space training. Muslims must have space for prayer. Gender-neutral restrooms are a must. Those are among the recommendations in a two-page inclusivity checklist at Georgia Tech University for any group planning to host an event on campus. The list, released by the Student Government Association's Cultural and Diversity Affairs Committee, was obtained by the College Fix, which is a great site to monitor the destruction of the academy. <laughs> they feed you some man every once in a we while. We wanted huh? to make students more intentional in ensuring that everyone feels welcome. Barry Johnson-Smith from Diversityville 
told Georgia Tech News, they're simple guidelines and we are not really taught about these things. For example, students are advised to accommodate overweight people by providing seating for all sizes. You got to get the seating. Double, okay. Got to get the double strength chairs, I guess. <laughs> Hosts should include trigger warnings against things that might come up at your event, like rape, sexual assault, racism, self harm, transphobia, homophobia, violence, etc. The student leaders suggest using words like women, not females or girls, as well as avoiding slut shaming or hyper masculinity, promoting or assuring a particular standard of manliness. Wow. Hosts, they add, should take your own privilege into account. I, I think by that they would only mean a white host or something. Ah. Before the event, they suggested going through safe space training and providing a private spot available for people to go if they are triggered or overwhelmed. To ensure all genders are included in respected people, depending on how they choose to identify, uh, could wear name tags with their preferred names or pronouns. The checklist also has a strong emphasis on LGBTQIALBCMNOOOOOP inclusion. Be prepared to challenge homophobic, transphobic ideas and opinions during the event and incorporate discussions and workshops with LGBTQIA and 14 other letters in your meetings and programs. They also suggest making an LGBTQIA-friendly organization the beneficiary for fundraising events or service days, as well as checking if sponsors, vendors, etc., have a positive stance on LGBTQIA inclusion. Uh, this, this Sunday, Georgia Tech Division of Student Life is hosting an inclusive leadership conference called uh, Inclu- Inclusivity. Uh, the change starts with you. Okay. All right. What links... The behavior of the fellow towards the St. Paul policeman. The policy of the coffee shop in Oakland. And Georgia Tech uh, having to have space, uh, safe space training and trigger warnings and what, what everything else they want. What links those three? I'll answer the question. Uh, I'm going to answer the question because I'm asking it rhetorically. Okay. I'll answer the question. Okay, good. It's not only a lack of respect for authority, the prospect of admitting that authority exists is antithetical to the to Mysterians. To a Mysterian, there can be no authority figure. Right. Because authority suggests a right and wrong. Suge- authority suggests a judgment. Mm. Authority suggests... Uh, a truth. And Mysterians don't want anything to do with the truth. Mysterians only want to be whatever they happen to feel at the moment. And authority doesn't come into play in their thinking. So whether it's, uh, uh, see, you can't handle, like if a cop came to an event at Georgia Tech, that would cause these students, whoever would adhere to this nonsense, that would cause them to feel emotionally uncomfortable. Why? Well, that represents authority. That's authority. And they don't want anything to do with authority. So it's not only a lack of respect for authority, it's the very idea that authority shouldn't exist. And so you got a coffee shop in Oakland uh, 
probably catering to an immigrant community, I would guess. That's one of the reasons for their paranoia. They're probably saying, we don't want cops here. That's that's an authority we don't want to answer to. So why do they not want authority? Uh, because then it's a free-for-all. That that would lead to chaos. Right. Uh, but it's the it's the denial of authority that seems to be more pronounced, well, at least part and parcel to the result being a lack of respect for authority. Uh, the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of us who acknowledge authority, it would logically follow, have some degree of respect for it. If you don't acknowledge that authority exists, whether it be a parent, uh, a, a teacher, a pastor, a police officer, whatever, if you don't acknowledge authority, it logically must follow that you would have no respect for it. So I think it's authority and what it represents that, that is, is, is a part of the heart of the mystery. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's unfortunate, but it makes sense. What's that? We're, we're messed up. This is Chad. Chad? Hi, Joe. I just, you know, I think about double, double standards here. Remember our bakers that got tortured to death because they wouldn't bake a cake for a gay wedding? Yeah. I, and I think of the, I don't think the cops are losing any sleep over this, as you well reported, but. The double standard of a cop going and saying, hey, can you get me a cup of coffee? No. Where's the CLU on this? Mm-hmm. Or the ACLU on this? I, I, why aren't they rushing into great defense of our police officers? Because the cops won't make an issue of it, and the, and the it, ACLU it, doesn't want any part of it. Yeah, well, exactly, but it is the double standard for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, thank yep. you. I think there might have been more that I didn't read on the Oakland mm. coffee shop. Uh OPDs. I don't know what Oakland Police Department's recent attempts to enlist officers of color and its short-term touting of fewer officer-involved shootings does not reverse or mend its history of corruption, mismanagement, and scandal, nor a legacy of blatant repression. The facts are that people of color, women, and queer police are complicit in upholding the same law and order that routinely criminalizes and terrorizes black and brown and poor folks, especially youth, trans, and houseless folks. For these reasons, so many more, we need the support of the actual community to keep the place safe, not police. The sergeant who was turned away said he's looking forward to talking with the owners to hopefully build a better relationship with them huh. and the rest of the community. The Oakland Police Officers Association sent the shop a letter asking to open a dialogue about its policy. Well, the cops are reaching out. It's uh, it's the denial of authority. It's it's the It's the belief that there should not be authority. This portion of Garage Logic is brought to you in part by the Duluth Trading Company with locations in Fridley, Bloomington, Duluth, and now Woodbury. Who needs me? Uh, Mr. Mayor? Yes. Um, I'm just going to start forwarding these all to you. Okay. Oh, I know. 
Yep. You ever say you're going to find a fish fry again? Yeah, here they come. I'm going to oh, give no. out your cell phone number. No, I have one in my... I already know uh-huh. where I'm going. Well, I'm yeah. going to forward the 973 <laughs> emails directly to you. Uh, yeah, it's You a, should do a Mayor Fish Fry world tour. I bet you there's fish. some good ones. I have one. I already know where I'm going, you know so I don't going need to it. Okay. Oh, my God. I just looked at my email. <laughs> I told yeah, you. They're uh, piling. It's nice to know people are still tuned in every day, aren't it? That's very... Uh, it humbling. It's heartwarming. You heartwarming. can't beat a good fish fry, by the way. That's pretty good. And if you're like me and you don't like fish, uh, you can go to Our Lady of Guadalupe. They have oh, a... It's, it's a meatless... It's like a cheeserito, and it's all what? authentic, and it is fabulous. It's so charming. Concord, just off of 52, Our Lady of uh, Guadalupe. Or, uh, it's, it's a fine dinner if, you're, if you don't want fish. Is Reaver still in there? I don't know. I'm right here. Did you guys read about the lunchroom, uh, the lunch lady who... Uh, hearing Kenny, uh, yeah. Kenny G pleaded, music in the background. Has pleaded guilty to sending nude photos of herself and sexually explicit texts text to a student in 2014? I saw this. See, the lunch lady, uh, I'm having trouble with that. I, 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 take the tawdriness aside, a uh, 44-year-old uh, woman doing this to a... Uh, a kid, but the lunch—it's the lunch lady. Right. I'm seeing the hairnet and the and the Spanish rice spilled all over the apron. A and boil. Yeah, I'm the giant yellow gloves. <laughs> yes, yes, very very clinical. I'm not. I'm not thinking. I want to get a text from yeah. the lunch lady. Yeah. Uh, or if you do, you're like, who is this? You know, wow. Gertrude. Uh. Krista Ann Muccio, 44, of Invergrove Heights, pleaded guilty pleaded guilty uh, yesterday in Dakota County District Court to one felony count of communication with a minor describing sexual contact. But you know what she tried? She challenged the constitutionality of the state's sexting law, urging, uh, arguing that pictures and texts were free speech protected under the First Amendment. Uh in March 2017, the Minnesota Supreme Court reversed a state appeals court decision and ruled the law does not violate the Constitution. The statute, uh, statute was enacted for the important purpose of prohibiting sexually explicit speech directed at a child that is intended to cause sexual arousal. It's a lunch lady. I know you can't really see it, but maybe you can see the outline. That's, that's what you're picturing, is something like... Chris Farley, when he was on Saturday Night Live with the yellow gloves. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not suggesting. I, I don't know anything about this woman. I'm not suggesting she's not attractive. I, I'm just. Uh, I'm just hearkening back to the days when I had a lunch lady. Right. And uh, it would be unthinkable uh, to uh, have had a picture of them. And they I, had the uniform, which oh, yeah. wasn't by any means sexy at all. There's, oh, not there at was all. No, not at when all. You, when you and so when you were in line. What you had on your mind was to eat lunch. You were going there because you were going to eat lunch. Nothing was going to sway you from, uh, what do we got today? Hot dogs and fries? Let's go. Yeah, all, you know, see, that's the thing. You know what? You know what's, uh, as the culture breaks down, you know what you see? You see a theme problem. Yes. See, I go in the lunch, when I went into the lunchroom, there was only one reason to go in there. What was that reason? To eat. Eat lunch. To get your lunch. And you had, you know, Mrs. Kravitz back there. Right. Ladling this slop on your plate. <laughs> More gruel, please. More gruel, please. And you, it never, in in my wildest imagination. Wildest. It never would have occurred to me 
to think of anything else in there except getting lunch. Even when you went to an all-male school yeah. and there might only be a handful of gals they, inside the school. We had lunch ladies at the all-male yes. school. We and, did two great ones. And and they had the hairnet and the you know the giant bibs and the whole in the grandma shoes. Yes. You know? Yes. So they were not there to They weren't there to, to be flirtatious. Tempt, to tempt. To no, tempt there was no tempting. There was no tempting. They were there to slop gruel on your plate. They weren't throwing Aquanet on and, no. and, and curling up that. They would throw the net on and let's go. See, there's a theme problem. I think you're right. There's That you have a lunch lady today who views the uh, the lunch uh, opportunity as a chance to... Uh, Who's thinking about more than beans. I'm telling everybody. Right. You know, you know and I'm not just thinking just about beans Just give me the rice, today. lady. Right. I don't want to hear about you. God almighty. Uh and so uh, she's been brought to justice uh, because uh, her constitutionality uh, argument did not uh, sway uh, the authorities. Got it. Uh, she's also charged with one count of possession of pornographic work involving minors. Yikes. Okay, no- that gets a little more serious. There, In yeah. November of 2014, she shared explicit photos with a 15-year-old boy through Instagram's direct message feature and asked for something in return, prompting the student to share explicit photos with her, according to the criminal complaint. Uh, the teenager had known uh, Muccio as the lunch lady since the eighth grade, and she began communicating with him on Instagram in June 2014. Uh, Invergrove Heights police started investigating after the boy's father found the photos saved to an iPad. Well, let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else. Not only would this have never occurred uh, because we didn't have Instagram and phones and uh, it's it's less funny than I wanted it to be. It's not funny. It's just pathetic. Six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. There's a theme problem. There's a, there's, and that problem, I got to break that down, is that anything goes anywhere. So there aren't specific uh, rituals anymore that are safe from the intrusion of anything else. In my day, it was to eat lunch. What are you doing? I can't. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I can't see you. I'm thinking there's, there's been a, there's been a switch. Tom from St. Paul called this one in and he made me think. He said, We've come a long way. You can't out. You have to work your way up to the sexy librarian. I don't recall ever a sexy librarian. Well, well that's the, okay. you know why? Because when I went to the library, it was to get a book. It was to get a book. But now the sexy librarian has now turned into what librarians are now. You know, which is yeah. You know, yeah. And and the lunch lady, forty-two year old. Yeah, and the lunch lady's gone. Have the lunch ladies become hot? I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I, don't know. I was there to eat lunch as well. Yeah. You know? Uh, you especially. Yeah, food, I was very focused. Food was very important to you. I was a, crit- I was a, critique, uh, a critic back then. I would critique the food. Right. But the idea of, uh, you see what I mean about the theme problem? Yes. No specific ritual or event, I think we stumbled onto something, is safe from the intrusion of any other event, no matter how unrelated. I just created an axiom. Wow. So uh, you go to eat lunch now. You go to eat lunch. Yep, yep. Well, if you want to take it to the tragic extreme, 
you go to school now and you could get shot. Oh, that is so, taken to the tragic extreme. So the, the, the ritual of reading, writing, and arithmetic has been intruded by the unthinkable. The ritual now of you get your 40 minutes for lunch or whatever it is has been intruded by an adult trying to take advantage of her position uh, wooing a 15-year-old. Mm. Well, and it sounds like the kid wanted to woo right back. That doesn't make it consensual. He's underage. Right, right. It's the damnedest thing, Matt. The center's not holding. Every day, every day it's inching closer. To, and it's just going to uh, implode. I came up with something else today. A pushback? Tell me it's a pushback. No, I came up with another. Uh, I, I think I've I've got another way uh, to break down the mystery. I thought of another way to help clarify it. Based on uh, a visit we're going to make to the Destroyed Academy, something okay. occurred to me. Mm-hmm that will help us uh, further uh, define what's happening with the mystery, as it, uh, in this case, as it pertains to the college students. Okay. Is uh, Reavers ready? He is. Garage logic segment number three. We have Matamita and Orono going into overtime at 4 4. And boy, have I been getting a lot of fish fry recommendations. Thank you. Yeah, so have the rest of us. One of them is St. Albert the Great. I've heard great things about their fish fry. That apparently is not to be missed. St. Albert the Great is uh, you cross the Lake Street Bridge, go up a few blocks, take yep. it right, it's right in there. You'll okay. find it. Yeah. But I already have one in mind, so people can stop sending those. Yeah, that's not going to help. And I've gotten them from all over the state. <laughs> Drive on up to Duluth. Yep, come Winstead on up. And, We'll have you. Yeah. Here's uh, Chris Reavers in the John Height Newsroom. Thank you, Joe. And this report is brought to you by Metafast Weight Control Centers. Tell them the Rook sent you. Uh, as Joe mentioned, day three of the 2018 Boys State High School Hockey Tournament is underway. Orno and Matamidi are headed to overtime in the first game of the day, tied at 4 Later today, Hermantown will take on Alexandria. And then in Class 2A, Edina will take on Duluth East. Then number one, Minnetonka will take on Centennial, who upset St. Thomas Academy last night, 3-2. to two. How about this, boys? Thursday's attendance was 37,630 for the two sessions yesterday. Why don't the A's draw that? I don't get it. Well, I wonder if part of it, because I heard you ask that question earlier, I wonder if part of it is because it's during the workday, so not as many people will go at 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, maybe that's it. It could be, but because, yeah. you know, tomorrow it'll be a packed house for yeah. both sessions. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Duluth East senior Garrett Worth with the million-dollar quote on the matchup with Edina today. What did you say? He said, quote, it's East and Edina, the cake from the north against the cake from the south. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> I love that kid. That's fantastic. Uh, Timberwolves returned from their five-day layoff and extended their season-long losing streak to three games with a 117-109 loss to the Boston Celtics last night at Target Center. Niana Belalitsa led the Wolves with 30 points last night, a career high along with 12 rebounds. Kyrie Irving led the way for Boston with 23 points and 8 assists and 7 rebounds. Andrew Wiggins had another tough night, going 6 for 21 shooting, including 1 of 8 on 3-pointers. Boston's bench outscored the Wolves 42-20. to They are now off until Sunday when they host the uh, world champion Golden State Warriors at 2.30. Wilder in Vancouver tonight to take on the struggling Canucks puck drop from Rogers Arena tonight 
is at 9 p.m. Rook, I forgot to mention this to you before the newscast started. You're going to need the Garage Logic page online at 1500ESPN.com. Uh, when you get there, uh, let me lady? know, and then I uh, will. Hot uh, lunch lady? No, not a nope. hot lunch lady. No. News notes from today: President Donald Trump's personal attorney used his Trump Organization email while arranging to transfer money into an account at a Manhattan bank before he wired one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to adult film star Stormy Daniels to buy her silence. The lawyer Michael Cohen also regularly used the same email account during twenty sixteen negotiations with the actress whose legal name is Stephanie Clifford, before she signed a non-disclosed agreement. And Clifford's attorney at the time addressed correspondence to Cohen in his capacity at the Trump Organization and as special counsel to Donald J. Trump. Who's sick of the Russian story? Pardon? Who is sick of the Russian story in Stormy Daniels? Uh, I am. Are you more sick of Stormy or Russia? Uh, I'm very concerned about Russia. I, I want my president. I mean the meddling. I don't mean Putin specifically. I want my president to to despise uh, this outfit. Okay. I, I don't want any. He's going to go meet the little guy. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know what to think about. I'm. That. He could change his mind. I mean, he changes his mind about everything. But is it a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. You think you call him Rocket Man or what did he call him? Little Rocket. Man. Little Rocket Man on Twitter. Uh, I mean, he, he might be the little guy. Might be so. Overwhelmed uh, with pride that, that the president is going to meet with him or at least talk to him, that maybe he'll go, you know, it was just an act. I'm sorry. Uh, let's make it a republic now. Uh, boys, we got to take this call. David? Yeah. Say so the reason uh, you might not be attracted to the um, lady working in the kitchen is because it's probably somebody's mom. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you. You're right. Yeah. I, I, it, that wouldn't stop the traffic. No, guys. see, see, he, he, he misunderstands the dynamic. <laughs> You didn't go to the lunchroom for purposes of finding anyone attractive. They got a hot new lunch lady. Now that's Jim's mom. Ooh, yeah. okay, it's <laughs> yeah. off limits. Sorry, gruel, sorry, please. Jim. Sorry, Jim. Can I get a sandwich? Can I get the corner piece of pizza? Yeah, right. give me something to eat, right. and I'll get out of here. And what is this now? Uh, on the uh, Joe, you need some up. You need a piece of uplifting work. Okay. Uh, on the GL page at 1500ESPN.com, Garage Logic artist Greg Holcomb has struck again. No. Yesterday, he sent me an email towards the tail end of the show um, when Rick from Harlingen, Texas, called in yesterday. Holy crap. Holcomb whipped this up. Did and he then draw Rick? And he drew Rick, and it's on there. Not to mention his oh Rick on the phone with you, by the way, Joe. Really? But he also, neighbor Bob, who's up... <laughs> Who's yeah. off to the right there, Rook? And please oh. describe Bob. Well, Bob, um, <laughs> let's just say uh, Bob would have an interesting way of ringing the doorbell. <laughs> let's just Where say that. Where can I see this? It's on the GL it's, page. It's, uh, it's, this is a, it's, what do I do here? Greg, I don't know why Holcomb isn't making $7 billion doing these for everybody. I love that. For every radio station. Rick well, don't f- give him that idea. Oh, don't do that. What are you doing that for, Holcomb? How do I do this now? 1500 ESPN. Go, go to shows. Go to GL. It's oh, the very first post. Oh I just my, put it up I, a few minutes ago. This is unbelievable. I love, too, that Rick, ha- he fits the description perfectly. Oh, it's perfect. Because Rick's got the cowboy hat on. He's got the cell phone next to his ear, the giant gold tooth that's sticking out from the side. Greg Holcomb's a he's a, it's another masterpiece from our guy Greg Holcomb. Uh, Rick from Harlingen, you got a joke for us? That's you, Joe. Yes, sir. Fixing to lay a good one on y'all. But first, my buddy'd like to shout out, yeah, 
God. Hi, Go Joe. to the website Mr. and look at this. This, is this kid Bob. can draw. <laughs> former President Oh my Lord. Former President Barack Obama is in advanced negotiations with Netflix to produce a series of high profile shows that will provide him a global platform after his departure from the White House. Under terms of a proposed deal, which is not yet final, Netflix would pay Obama and his wife, Michelle, for exclusive content that would be available only on the streaming service, which has nearly 118 million subscribers around the world. The number of episodes and the formats for the shows have not yet been decided. Obama does not intend to use his Netflix shows to directly respond to President Donald Trump or conservative critics, according to people familiar with discussions about the programming. They said the Obamas had talked about producing shows that highlight inspirational stories. Uh, But the Netflix deal, which, uh, while not a direct answer to Fox News or Breibart, would give Obama an unfiltered method of communication with the public similar to the audiences that he already reaches through social media with 101 million Twitter followers. Or no, just beat Matamidai 5-4 to in overtime. So Mahatmadi is done. Mahatmadai is Mm. done. Heck of a comeback, though. They were down, what, was it... According to Rook, they were down four to nothing. They were down four. Was it four? four to zero? Yeah, they wow. scored the first four goals, and then Matamini scored the first four, and now it's done. Wow. Heck of a comeback. The overtime hockey in the state tournament's fun. Mm-hmm. Golden Valley could become the, uh, the first city in the state to adopt dockless bike sharing. Ahead of the summer plans for dockless bike announced, uh, announced by Minneapolis and St. Paul earlier this year. The West Metro suburb is expected to sign an agreement with Lime Bike, a Bay Area-based bike-sharing company, on March 20th. If approved, 500 dockless bikes could be deployed in the city in April. Our goal is to be the first, Golden Valley Mayor Shep Harris said. Lime Bike was at the right place at the right time. Lime Bike recently approached Golden Valley, along with other inner-ring suburbs, to propose a pilot program. The city council expressed unanimous support following a presentation last month, Harris said. We're becoming more of a sharing economy. And the dockless bike option is ah. almost like another tool in the toolbox, he said. The program would run, uh, excuse me, would last through the end of the year at no cost to the city. City staffers would then be expected to study how often the bikes are used and where they are dropped off throughout the year. Can you dock with a bike? Is there bike docking? If you do it right. Okay. It's got to be careful. Well, see, you've seen the ones, you know, that have the locks on. I know. I know all about docking. Minnesota authorities issued more... I don't. Good. Because when you see a bike, you just want to ride. That's it. Not thinking about anything else. You just want to ride your bike. That's it. Right. I can dock a boat. Right. You keep doing that, cowboy. All right. I have no idea what you two sophomoric fools are laughing at. It's to your credit. I love your Come on in here during the break, though, will you? We'll show you. No, we won't. Minnesota authorities issued more citations for distracted driving in 2017, while citations for speeding and lack of seatbelt use saw declines. Authorities gave out 7,357 citations for texting while driving in 2017. That's up 23% from 2016 and up 331% from just five years ago. The Department of Public Safety says distracted driving contributed to an average of 59 deaths a year. From 2012 to 2016. Is uh, Dave Dahl ready? David Wallace Dahl with our weekend forecast. Could you take us to break, please? I will certainly do that. All right.
Why am I Today, not? I think yeah, right, you should right, do right. it. Yeah. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 31 degrees, heading for a high today of about 34. I think we'll make that later on this afternoon. We have some high thin clouds, so filtered sunshine. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, uh, 19 for the overnight low. It's going to stay a little warmer. And then 37 for the high tomorrow. The outlook for, with a little bit of light sleet or light snow developing late afternoon or evening tomorrow. It's going to last maybe some flurries by Sunday morning, but uh, temperatures staying in the upper 30s, so anything that does fall is going to melt right away. 18 or 38 for the high on Sunday, and then Monday 37. Then we jump up to 38 again on Tuesday, and for Wednesday 45, 52 on Thursday, 57 for the high on Friday of next week. Going for uh, temperatures really warming up by the middle of next week, and I think a lot of our snow is probably going to be gone by the end of next week. Uh, Today, though, Joe, going for a high of about 33. Right now we're at 31. Thank you. uh, We're all in agreement that part of the uh, decline of moral and ethical integrity is the lack of respect that people have for authority figures. Mm -hmm. Are we in agreement? Is Is that a safe statement? Agreed. A man accused of repeatedly striking a police officer in the head with a key while he was being arrested faces criminal charges. This was in the Pioneer Press today. Connie Lamarck Chagog, 28, was charged Friday with one count of fourth-degree assault against a police officer resulting in demonstrable bodily harm and five additional counts of fourth-degree assault that involved the transfer of bodily fluids onto a peace officer, according to the criminal complaint. All are felonies. The incident began as a routine police call for Officer Dominic Zick, who was called to an apartment building on Cook Avenue near Westminster Street in St. Paul, 1.30 in the afternoon Wednesday. Got it. Routine call. Yeah. A 22-year-old woman at the scene reported that one of her neighbors had violated an order for protection earlier in the day. So she called the police. Zick responded alone because the woman reported the neighbor was no longer there. Okay. As he talked to the woman, as the copper talked to the woman in the parking lot, a vehicle pulled in and the person she had the protection order against was in the passenger seat. Okay. All right. Zick went to talk to the people in the car. The driver, Shagog, began yelling at the officer, telling him to move his expletive squad. Oh, boy. Zick radioed for backup. Right away. The officer went to the driver's side in an attempt to, let me start, let me clarify something. Uh... The, the person the woman had the order, a protection order against, was in the passenger right. seat. Right, she was on the passenger this, side. The Chagog character was the one driving and telling the cop to move your bleeping car. Got it. The officer went to the driver's side in an attempt to verbally try to calm Mr. Chagog, police said. But Chagog got out of the car. Chagog continued screaming and cursing at the officer, advancing towards him. Where's the respect for authority? Yeah, this is not a... And this officer, that the, the uh, adrenaline starts pumping right now, even though he's already called for backup. When, when Zick told Chagog he was under arrest, the man attacked the officer's hand and arm. He struck it, and the officer deployed a short burst of chemical irritant, according to police. Then he tried to put Chagog in handcuffs. That's when Chagog started swinging at the officer and reportedly striking him on the top of the head while holding a key. Other officers eventually arrived and helped bring Chagog to the ground and arrest him. 
Zick, who had difficulty seeing because of the amount of blood seeping from his head, was taken to Regions Hospital where doctors stapled a wound in his head, according to the criminal complaint. Wow. When questioned by officers at the scene, Chagog said he fought Zick because he pepper sprayed him, the charges say. Chagog bragged about how his actions had taught the officer a lesson. Oh, this is a piece of junk. Whatever this... I bleeped him up. Straight up. He ain't going to try that bleep no more next time. I guarantee that one, Chagog said. Oh, there's going to be a next time? Chagog also spit in another officer's face after he was placed in the squad car. His saliva allegedly also struck several other officers assisting in the arrest. Chagog is expected to make his first appearance on the charges today. No attorney was listed for him. I hope... I hope that the uh, the man that was arrested was treated with the utmost care and respect. I hope the community. Well, you know what? He probably was. Upset. I hope there's no march for this piece of crap. Well, the the disconnect in behavior is extraordinary. Uh, this this fellow Shagog uh, has no. Uh, what's the word I want? No training or experience, apparently, in respecting an authority figure. Uh, there's a, a million ways he could not have been arrested. Oh, right. Uh, chief among them, the first thing, move your bleeping squad car so I can get in here. He would have survived that, too. Cops hear that stuff all the time. He would have survived that. But he's not going to survive attacking the cop when the cop goes over to his window to say, hey, calm down here, fella. We got, I got her under control here. She's not supposed to be here. No, he isn't. The passenger. Oh, I thought it was a guy. Well, at this point, it didn't even have anything to do with the person the woman had true, a protection true. order against. That's true. This became, this became a confrontation between a copper answering a routine call and the behavior of this fellow who happened to be driving the car in which the person uh, for whom there was a protection order was a passenger. So this, uh, this driver immediately sees the squad car, and instead of uh, what I would do, I would go, Uh-oh, Instead of falling into best behavior here. mode, right. he goes the opposite way. I, that's something I can't process. I can't either. Head. I can't. And I don't. And don't tell me it's because I'm white. There's a, there's a m- millions of black twenty eight year olds who would not have acted like this guy did. Right. Correct. It has nothing to do with race. It has to do with the engagement, the bottom falling out of moral and ethical integrity in our culture. I don't care if you're black, white, red, blue, or green. It's falling out everywhere. It's gone. It's fallen out. I wonder How about what, the state trooper? Oh. The, the woman points the gun at his head and pulls the trigger. Only there click. but for the grace of a fouled gun went he. Uh, I doubt if Black Lives Matter will take this up. Boy, I hope not to be really, really incredibly stupid to do that. But the, the concept is starting to swing at the cop with the key in your hand. Hitting him on the head and then saying, yeah, I messed him up. You're not going to do that crap again. I can link this. I'm going to do a link. I haven't linked for a while. I'm going to link this uh, at the top of the next hour. I'm going to link this to what I think the key is driving the behavior of uh, 
not only those in the failed academy, uh, but the likes of this fellow, Chagog. I, I, there's a, I can make a link to the mystery, uh, what the mystery has aided and abetted. Uh, I, I, I'm going to throw that out. So you're going to take this, this incident. I'm going to link it to a couple of other stories. To a couple of, including, and, and, and wrap it around the mystery. I can. I'm going okay. to. I'm going to. I, I believe that you're going to do that. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Nice post there, Bert. Jason. Hi, Joe. Hi. Hey, I'm not trying to defend the guy, but I, and I may have mis- misheard the story, but I thought you said that he got out of his car swearing and whatnot, and then the police officer tried to place him under arrest. And then he went off. And got pepper sprayed and fought and whatever. Is that how it was? No. Okay. Uh, here, I'll reread it. Uh, uh, Zick went to talk to the people in the car. The driver began yelling at the officer, telling him to move his expletive squad. Uh, the officer went to the driver's side in an attempt to verbally try to calm Mr. Chagog, according to the police. At that point, Chagog got out of the car. He screamed and cursed at the officer advancing towards him. When Zick told Chagog he was under arrest for that behavior. Uh, so and, is, that a, is that a arrestable offense? I, that's the part I'm not clear on. Well, apparently it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, it, didn't, I, it didn't seem like it to me, but maybe I wasn't there and yeah. I don't know all the details. All right. Well, and then he also was, was hitting him. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.